Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, Song, Scripture, and My Thoughts. Today is December 28th, 2021, and I am going to continue reading in Romans, and we are on chapter 9. Today's song will be, I Surrender All, All to Jesus, by Casting Crowns, and I hope, as always, that you pull it up with lyrics and sing to God's ears and bring them into your presence. There's, there's nothing like it. I want to begin by lifting, lifting a prayer up to our God. Dear Lord, today we ask to surrender all. It's so easy to go down weary lane, and we ask that you help us to lay all of our troubles at your feet, and just simply trust you would deliver us from all of them. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. During the last podcast, I mentioned uh, before Jesus was born, some 700 years prior to his miraculous birth, God told Isaiah about the Messiah's birth. And I mentioned in the last message that Jesus isn't the Father, he is the Son. It's important not to confuse who the two are. Yes, they are one God, the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They all have a purpose for our lives. Jesus, who is God, came down from heaven to be born of flesh as our our Lamb of God. But he is also the Lion of Judah who will judge the earth when he returns. And Revelation describes God as looking like looking like the Son of Man, but his description in Revelation is not someone who looks like a human being, because after all, he is God. So I'm going to, I want to touch on some scriptures before I get into Romans 9. And the first one uh, is found in Mark. I have my my markers in here. Mark chapter 1, verses 9 and 11. And this is just to give us a little idea of who Jesus is. And it reads, The Baptism of Jesus. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Now, pause. John is John the Baptist who came before Jesus. Verse 10. Immediately coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opening and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. I'll pause right there because he is Jesus and the heavens opened and the dove is the spirit of God. Verse 11. And a voice came out of the heavens You are my beloved son. In you I am well pleased. Pause. So it is God the Father. That's his voice. And he is saying, You are my beloved son to Jesus Christ, his son. In which he says, In Jesus he is well pleased. So I'll go over to Luke. Chapter 2, 
verse 49, which reads, And he said to them, Why is it that you were looking for me? Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? Pause. That's the only verse I'm going to read there. Because when Jesus was 12, he started his ministry. And he disappeared for three days. Um, they were there when Je they were in Jerusalem, Jesus with Mary and Joseph. And, but Mary and Joseph left with all the people. And three days later, you know, they're looking for Jesus and he's not with them. So they had to go back. And this is uh, Jesus um, saying to Joseph and to Mary, well, the verse before that says, um, I'm going to go ahead and just read from, from verses 41, so it kind of gives a better context. Now, his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover, and when he became 12, they went up there according to the custom of the feast. And as they were returning, after spending the full number of days, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents weren't aware of it, but supposed him to be in the caravan and went a day's journey, and they began looking for him among their relatives and acquaintances. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem looking for him. Then after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. And he said to them, Why is it that you were looking for me? Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? And Jesus, he's the Son, and he's referring to God the Father. And lastly then, I want to read, well, no, I want to go over to Luke chapter 9, verse 26, which reads, Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. So there it makes reference that he is also the Son of Man. Now, so then I'm going to go over to Revelation. Chapter 1, verses 12 through... 16. And I'm reading in this part in Revelation because it also makes reference in Revelation that John, who was one of the 12 apostles, he, he, the Lord appeared to him. And this, this makes the last book of the Bible, Revelation. And he was, um, I believe, on the island of, uh, let me find it here. 
in which I'm just going to read the beginning here of Revelation, where it says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his bond servants the things which must soon take place. And he sent and communicated it by his angel to his bondservant John, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near. Now he wrote to John, and then it goes on to say, uh, He is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be. Amen. And the island is Patmos, or Patmos, I don't know how to pronounce that island, but he's on the island of Patmos, and this is where he, Jesus, shows him what is to take place. And then in verses 12 through 16 this is where John is describing what he's seeing initially and so I'll go ahead and read here where it says then I turned to see the voice that was speaking with me and having turned I saw seven golden lampstands and in the middle of the lampstands I saw one like a son of man clothed in a robe reaching to the feet and girded across his chest with a golden sash His head and his hair were white like white wool, like snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze when it has been made to glow in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in its strength." pause that's what all that I will read from Revelation but can you hear the description of our God he no longer looks like the son of man he no longer looks human like Jesus was made human when he came born of the Virgin Mary and he dwelled among men and then through his 40s when he was crucified he went he he arose again from the dead and he stuck around to still be with the people after his resurrection for 40 days. But he is now, he ascended back into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the, the Father. And, it, and all of that is important because Jesus Christ, he left his glory to be born, but he is the creator at the beginning. He created everything everything but the son was sent down to be born to be our lamb of god to die for our sins and to save us so important to get to know our god it really is really is so i'm going to go ahead and go back into romans chapter 9 and i have heard from some (laughs) that they really don't really want me to read the entire chapter and what might not do that in in future podcasts but i feel like every little piece of information connects it really does. So here I go. I I'm going to I'm going to start by reading of course the last two verses in chapter 8 which reads 
For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Pause. Nothing will separate us. Once we've accepted him in our hearts and believe in our hearts that he is the Lord, that he is the son of God and, and all that he did for us, he, nothing can separate us ever. Nothing. But this is a belief that we believe from our hearts through and through, through and through. Okay, so chapter nine, I am telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying. Pause. This is the Apostle Paul. It's been a while since I've read in Romans, but the Apostle Paul is the one that is writing Romans through the power of the Holy Spirit. So when it says, I am telling the truth in Christ, that's Paul. I am not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ, for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom belongs the adoption of sons, and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the temple service and the promises, whose are the fathers, and from whom is the Christ according to the flesh, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. Now go ahead and pause there. It's important for me to, to have you note uh, in verse 5 where it says, whose are the fathers? Now the fathers, I mentioned in the last pad, podcast that everlasting father is Jesus Christ. And he is above all these other fathers because he is the son of God and he is the everlasting father the father of nations, the father of the world. Because the fathers were Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jacob was later named by God Israel. I mentioned in previous podcasts the importance of names. Jacob was renamed Israel. And these are the previous earthly fathers of Israel. And in from whom... David comes, and then from whom is the Christ, according to the flesh, who is over all. Now, it ends with Jesus Christ as the everlasting Father. But again, he is not the Father. It's a, it's a, it's a title, everlasting Father, because he supersedes the other fathers of Israel. The other fathers from the beginning of Genesis and in the Old Testament. Okay, verse 6. But it is not as though the word of God has failed. For they are not all Israel who are descended from Israel. Nor are they all children because they are Abraham's descendants. But... Through Isaac, your descendants will be named. That is, that is, it is not the children of the flesh who are children of God, 
but the children of the promise are regarded as descendants. And I'm going to pause there because it's very important. There were very many, 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 many Jews in that day that persecuted Jesus. They were the ones that hailed, you know, they ordered Pontius Pilate, Pilate to crucify our Lord. Now, and they also claimed to be descendants of Abraham, thinking that anybody that is a descendant of flesh that, that comes from the line of Abraham is automatically a child of God. And these verses say otherwise because we are named not by flesh by from by but by those who who gain the promise through Jesus the blood of Jesus through his name we are saved not from flesh but from Jesus's blood he's changed everything everything so there are a lot of lost people that think they're saved because you know they live in Israel or they you know, they are associated from ancestors of Abraham, and it is just not the case. So if there's a Jew out there listening, you really need, the only way to heaven is believe, believing in the Son, and many have missed, missed it. They missed the birth. They were blinded. I don't know what happened. But there are so many Jews that have seen the light, and that light is Jesus Christ, and those Jews are saved. But many in this is in this context, it's talking about children of the promise, and those those that are promised everlasting life with Jesus in heaven are the ones that believe in the Son and believe in everything that He did, that He is the Messiah. So please read the New Testament and don't be left out of God's kingdom. And not just Jews, but every nation. And I read earlier, every nation will bow down to Jesus, even the ones that pierced him. And it's better to be, to have the the Lamb of God who takes away the sins, who God the Father sent to save us, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. It's better to be washed clean by His blood and have eternity with Him than to be later on under the wrath of the, the Lion of Judah who, who, comes to, who will come to judge and, and, and you should be fearful of that. But those of us that believe in Jesus should not be fearful of the end times. So it goes on to say, For this is the word of promise. At this time I will come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but there was Rebekah also, when she had conceived twins, by one man, our father Isaac. For though the twins were not yet born and had not done anything good or bad, so that God's purpose according to his choice would stand, 
not because of works, but because of him who calls. It was said to her, the older will serve the younger, just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Isu I hated. Now, one of the twins was Jacob, and from Jacob, God has written in his word that he loved Jacob, and through Jacob, he renames him, remember, he renames him Israel, and Jacob's son then had... Jacob, his son, is Isaac. Sorry. First comes Abraham, then Isaac, and then Isaac has the twins, Jacob and Isu. And the Jacob is very significant because he... We, we, God takes from him, from the seed of Abraham. You have to keep following that bloodline. But at the end of those fathers, then comes Jesus. And it's Jesus's blood, not David's lineage. Jesus's blood that saves because he's God. He, and so it, it those that then now believe in Jesus, not the forefathers, but Jesus it's important, important, important that people believe in Jesus. Jesus is God. Verse 14. What shall we say then? There is no injustice with God? There is no injustice with God, is there? May it never be. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then, it does not depend on the man who wills or the man who runs, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, For this very purpose I raised you up to demonstrate my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed throughout the whole earth. So then, he has mercy on whom he desires and he hardens whom he desires. You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who resists his will? On the contrary, who are you, O man, who answers back to God? Pause. We are not God. God knows what he's doing. God knows who he's saving. God knows who's going to hear the word and finally hear and turn and be saved. God knows the plan. It's his will, not ours. It's his will, not ours. And so, it, you know, that is such an important verse there. On the contrary, who are you, O man, who answers back to God? Who answers back to God? Nobody answers to God. God is God. The thing molded, the verse continues to say, the thing molded will not say to the molder, why did you make me like this? Will it? Or does not the potter have a right over the clay 
to make from the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for common use? What if God, although willing to demonstrate his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? And he did so to make known the riches of his glory upon vessels of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for glory, even us, whom he also called, not from among Jews only, but also from among the Gentiles. As he says also in Hosea, I will call those who were not my people, my people, and her who was not beloved, beloved. And it shall be that in the place where it was said to them, You are not my people, there they shall be called sons of the living God. Pause. So there you have it. If any of you are listening that are Jews and you think you're still waiting on your Messiah, you've missed the boat, you're still in the Old Testament, you, you don't believe in the Son, Jesus is saying here, and Jesus is God. I will call those who were not my people. You were once his people. You were once his people. But you let him down time after time after time after time. And he has several that he will save in last days. I don't know, who, you know, I don't know who, who they are. But here it also says, um, he will call those, so don't, he's not just saying Jews, he's saying he will call those who were not my people, my people. So it could be Gentiles in that bunch that he saves. And her who was not beloved, beloved, and it shall be that in that place where it was said to them, you are not my people. There shall be called, there they shall be called sons of the living God. And I read in Revelation, and I'll go back and reference it again in chapter 1, where Jesus himself says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to show to his bondservants the things he must soon, that must soon take place. And he calls himself that he, he is the living God. He is the living God. There is no other. There is no other. So I hope that that you t- you heed his words in 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 the scriptures. Why would God only speak in the Old Testament? Why would he do that? There's he's concluding his word in the New Testament and he's he's telling you the future. So anybody can be uh, saved. Sorry, it doesn't matter the race. It doesn't matter the race, Jew or Gentile. Uh, Verse 27, Isaiah cries out concerning Israel. Though the number of the sons of Israel be like the sand of the sea, it is the remnant that will be saved. I'm going to pause there because God said to Israel, which is Jacob. And he also said to, uh, to Isaac, there's not going to be a count because as many, you can't see, you can't even count the number of stars. Those are, those are how many people, um, how many children 
that I will, will, will save through your lineage. But then he also says, you can't even count the sand in the, the sand. That's how many. But he also says here, there is only a remnant. It is the remnant that shall be saved out of all those, all that sand. Only a remnant. And in the verses before that, it's, it says Jew and Gentile. So it's um, the people, the chosen people of God, God's children, are not solely the Jews as they, as they think. I wish I could tell you otherwise, but no, absolutely not. You have to believe on the Son in order to be saved. And that's the only way. Verse 28, For the Lord will execute his word on the earth thoroughly and quickly. And just as Isaiah foretold, unless the Lord of the Sabbath had left to us a posterity, we would have become like Sodom and would have resembled Gomorrah. Pause. Wow. He is the God of patience for sure because he's waiting for every last one that he has called. When after everyone is called, he returns. After everyone that he foreknew until the last, we don't know who they are. We really don't. You could be listening and not even be believing and you could be one of the ones that he calls before he returns. Verse 30, what shall we say then, that Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness attained righteousness, even the righteousness which is by faith? But Israel, pursuing a law of righteousness, did not arrive at the law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as though it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone, just as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and he who believes in him will not be disappointed. That's the end of chapter 9. But really what it says is that there's a lot of people that, are, that think they are becoming righteous through the pursuing the law of the Old Testament. And they're liars if they think that they can get it right. Because there's only one spotless, un person that did never sin and that was Jesus Christ the one that was sent to be born of the Virgin Mary and that's it so no amount of times you try to try to save yourself you're not going to be able to do it it has to be the ones that are pursuing God by faith in the promised Messiah which was born already Jesus Christ is the Messiah Okay, I will go into my thoughts. I haven't come on for a while. I've, uh, you know, Christmas, it just, <laughs> it, it, you know, I, I had, I got to see all of my family except my granddaughter and great-grandson this Christmas. Hope to see them soon. But it's always nice to get together and it's always nice to, to reflect on what Christmas is all about, which is the son who came down to be born on that silent night and 
you know, like in our opening prayer, we want to lay all of our, our burdens down, all of our afflictions, all of our, just all, just surrender all of it. Especially if you're having trouble with forgiveness for forgiving somebody, especially you, you need to, you need to lay it down because let me tell you, unforgiveness can cause the body to get sick and because you, you just not letting go of stuff and all of that stress leads to this, that, and the other thing. And so I just, I just call for everybody, you know, and we do this time and time again. We lay everything at Jesus' feet and then we, we, we worry. We, we, are, we, we think about tomorrow and all the worries of tomorrow and, you know, where's the you know, jobs and, and illnesses and, and relationships. But we have to remember that we are not promised a tomorrow. We just are not promised a tomorrow. And we have to constantly be reminded of the plan that Jesus has for us. And just the plan of, of salvation and, and talking to people about Jesus. You know, a lot of people are focused on end times and that, you know, they're sure Jesus is returning because he, he, does, he does tell us to d- discern the times and... And to, to figure out, you know, what, what's happening. And but so many people have the fear of death, the fear, 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 fear of night. I used to be afraid of the night years ago. I used to just thoroughly dislike when my husband would go off hunting or uh, fishing because at night I would, you know, be fearful of the dark. And I asked Jesus, please, I prayed to him, please take that fear of darkness away from me and he sure did I have no fear of the dark I don't have to sleep with the nightlight I don't have to sleep with my door locked I have absolutely no fear because I know when he answers prayers like that he can answer any prayer any prayer as he feel as he wills it in our lives and if he is coming back soon, don't you want to start talking about him a little more? <laughs> don't you want to start knowing him a little more? Don't you want to start spending time with him a little more? It's, it's about making that connection and, know, and knowing who he is. And, and I know I go on and on about, you know, the past in the Old Testament with talking about Abraham, Isaac, and, and, uh, Joseph, uh, sorry, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm really tired today. I know I sounded a little tired at the beginning of the podcast. Sometimes I have to be quiet because my husband works a night shift every now and again, and I don't want to wake him, but that's why my voice is kind of a little bit low at times. But um, it is important um, to know who the Father is and to hear him when he says, This is my son who I sent to you to die for your sins. Respect him. Honor him. Because, gosh, he was sent. And he he fulfilled his mission. He fulfilled his calling. He fulfilled all of it to save us. 
to save us. Such a beautiful love story. Such a beautiful love story. So I'll go ahead and sign out. I do want to come on before New Year's Day. I'm going to try really hard. I'm expecting my daughter and her fiancé and my my grandson and my soon-to-be grandchild. They're on their way. It's a beautiful snowy day. I, I, I pray they get here safely. So I'm, uh, I'm excited for that visit. I... Uh, I hope to get some great quality time and I hope that you do the same because there's no time like the present to get that quality time in with your loved ones. There's no time like the present. Much love to all, all the glory to God. Um, And as usual, I always go back and play my podcast and I might not get everything right in it. (laughs) I try to catch that so the next time I can correct myself. So I might say a name wrong or, um, but I ask God to help me get this podcast out. I want to always stick to the truth of his word. I want to always listen and heed his word. And I, and I, and I pray that you continue to stick with me. Much love to all. Again, all the glory to God. Until next time. Bye.